0: Like, you know, I say for I one of you to make a circle and Boy, you had You all gonna make a circle and you all gonna give God thanks for something. And I say, Well oh, yeah. <laughs> everybody go
1: everybody
2: gives thanks.
1: They like the prayer. You know, it
2: was beautiful. Uh, food was
1: good, everything was good. Everything went well. Amen. Thank you God, you know. That's cool. That's kinda of what happened with my sister, she uh her and her daughter, my niece, Lindsay, were hosting. And uh Sherry, once we got all everybody in, it was time to eat, she got everybody together, and we're packed in the house. It was a big house. And uh she well she prayed over all of us, man. She was just with tears and all, just Father God, save those that don't know you, you know. And yeah. It was awesome. Amen. My sister loved the Lord. <laughs>
3: Amen. Whoever you are, sister, I love you
2: so That's a wonderful thing. <coughs> wonderful thing. It's a beautiful to Well, it's it's definitely time for praises. So, Camilla, you go ahead. Well,
0: I didn't even have to think twice. I was just so thankful that God kept my daughter here and they didn't move to Denmark because they would have been gone. And I was dreading the first Christmas, and the first Thanksgiving and all that would have been being in Denmark. and i so not going to move at all and, so
2: much for that. That's just the best thing. Amen. That's the most thankful
1: thing I've ever had to be thankful for. Thank you. <laughs> go ahead, John. You know, the Lord looks after stupid people like me quite a bit. I, uh, we took the Camaro. One of my nephews that I haven't seen in forever went to go for ride. So I got out there on that old country road and put it in track mode and I romped on it. And it was not wanting to stay straight. It barely held it down. Got back to the house, all fun and great and everything. I wasn't got
4: air.
1: <laughs> she wouldn't have got air in her tires because the things, low, low tire light was on. And uh, the guy putting the air in her tires said, you know, back tires are showing cords. <laughs> I'm out there being stupid, mm-hmm. the worst things could have happened, you know, as far as a blowout or something yeah. while I was yeah. dumb. So uh, thank God for watching over my dumb butt. <laughs> <laughs> Amen.
5: Well, that's
2: one way to put it. <laughs>
5: <laughs> now it's here. All right.
2: Who else? ago. There were a lot of things that were wonderful about our Thanksgiving celebration, but one particular that made it unique for us, it never happened like this before, is that we didn't cook it. All kids did what they did and brought it, and we had a Thanksgiving feast, and and that was pretty neat. We had a smoked turkey, which actually Nathan did with his machine he's got over there. i can't remember what kind it is, but it worked out pretty good. It's, it was hundred percent dark meat. There you go. Look turkey it was black. It reminds me of Fred's
0: turkeys. Yeah, <laughs> like that. Huh?
2: But no it, actually that's the way it was supposed to turn out and it was delicious. It was totally moist and really good job, I thought, he said. he got away from him one time but for a little for a couple of minutes he said you gotta, he had to watch it the whole time, and he did a good job. I thought it was great. The only bad thing about Thanksgiving dinner when you don't cook it like that is just you, you don't get any leftovers.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so anyway, but it was a wonderful time. We had a great time. Who else? Josh.
6: I got several praises from last week. Uh, one, I wanted to praise the Lord for the quality the time we got to spend with our family uh, last, last Saturday because uh, that's when we had our Thanksgiving. Um, also, last, last Sunday, um, the penches came, and uh, Haley's mom, the tabitha, told me, she said, Haley requested specifically this morning that we went to church and we could see Mr. Josh. Amen. And I want to praise the Lord for that. It really listen my spirits. And then, uh, I also want to praise the Lord with fun. We had Bible class that, that morning with the kids. I mean, we had a blast in there. Amen. Uh, and also, this past week, we had some jobs come in. Pretty simple, pretty good jobs we could knock out, and I enjoyed that, so I praise the Lord for that. Amen. Um, I got a list. I made a list. Y'all just hang in there. Yeah, we'll go
2: for it, story. man. <laughs> uh,
6: also, I want to praise the Lord for answering last Wednesday's prayer request. I put in prayer request for, uh to help me wash my mouth. You know, get to speak when I should speak and be quiet when I should be quiet. And, and so I go back home and hang out with my family, my, my motor it's mouth starts easy. back up like it used yeah. to be. Anyway. Uh, he answered that prayer, and I was able to keep quiet when I need to keep quiet, speak when I need speak, and there was uh, several conversations with some family members about the Lord, and it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Amen. Um, last but not least, I'm almost done, guys. Uh, safe travels. We drove all the way down there, all the way back, and so did some other family, and, and none of us had any issues. So, pray oh. the Lord for that. Well,
0: Sammy just ran out of the like. world. <laughs> Very
6: oh yeah, hard, she's, like, oil was pouring out yeah, of the car. No and she stopped them picking up oil. No, we we'll just
3: keep oil in the car with us the whole way and stop like every 100 miles
6: of pour oil. It had the um the oil plug had a plastic ring on it. Like the yeah. Plastic ring had rotted and broke, so and oil so oil was just, pouring out around the plug.
2: <laughs> well, so that's
6: many miles they stopped pouring oil. In
0: it. And they made the trip back to Dallas.
6: Doing that.
0: Doing that and did, did not get <laughs> like no problems at all.
2: Well, at least you caught it before the thing started knocking. (laughs) Amen. This is your what? Your sister's car? Sister's car, yeah. Okay. What? I
6: don't know what kind of car it is. It's a Subaru. No. The guy, the guy makes like three or four hundred thousand dollars a year. So why he has a car old enough to do that? I'm not sure.
2: Well, it's it may have just that that gas that plastic washer may have just broken. I mean it. I could have broke it when he put it back in. So, yeah. Subarus are pretty dependable, normally uh, speaking. They last a long time, but at least they have a rep- reputation. I drove one when we were looking for Lisa's last car. We drove a Subaru. And if they made a bigger one, we'd probably be driving one because that thing was solid and it really drove well. It, it was. I was impressed with it, but it was just too little. All right, praises! This is the most important part of the day for us here in Bible class. Now, worshiping the Lord, I don't know if that's going to be with it, but uh, this part right here uh, is, matter of fact, I'm going to be including this in the sermon later. Lisa, it was your turn. I want
1: to praise the Lord for all the family that I inherited when I married Daryl, because I didn't have no family. Now I got.
2: Bunch of family
1: members. Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Hi, Eva. Hey. Boy. That is you. At the, at, oh, yeah. That's, that's Eva. Bob, you're next. Go ahead, Bob. That mask, you had you had I your hand up. Oh, you okay. had your chance. No. I
7: just
2: like to thank God for the simple things. Uh, my
7: salvation
5: everything this this thanksgiving was really good the the dinner here was good the fellowship and the testimonies were wonderful and um right right as we was getting ready to break up you and lisa come in and that just blessed my heart
2: yeah uh
5: you know and I, i i've I was kind of torn between, you know, rocking a hard spot. I had to, I had to uh, get home real quick, pick up my son, and go to my sister-in-law's for a uh, Thanksgiving feast and everything. So, you know, but uh, every, everything turned out to and I was grateful.
2: Well, amen. Amen. Christine, what's your praise?
5: So, you
0: know, we did homeschool, right? We started homeschooling. And I cannot thank him enough for guiding me through that because I have amazing kids that do so well with it. But I decided I was going to take on a science project the other day. (laughs) And I could just see it totally going haywire because it was a volcano. Well, then it was wet outside, so the volcano had to come inside. And luckily, nothing ended up on the ceiling or all over the table when it was just so awesome to watch like that happen, and then they turned around and went with Josh and did a Bible study lesson and to just sit back and watch both the kids sit on the floor just looking at him like this answering questions like no, cool. no other place I'd rather be like yeah. my kids being home being able to do that.
6: Amen. Do
2: that is just Amen. So perfect.
6: <coughs> yeah. all <laughs> in wonder in their eyes. It's pretty
2: cool. You know it used to be it used to be that uh, homeschooling was like having to wear you know, hand-me-downs and that sort of thing. It was kind of looked down on as less than now. Oh man, I wish I could get a home school.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it's... I, was happy. Uh, yeah. I, I would have loved home school. <laughs> oh, Vicky, what's your praise?
0: I just wanna praise God for the amazing Thanksgiving we had and that um, I was able to share my son with his dad's side of the family. He lost his dad a few years ago, so he only has his aunt's left hand. Um, his dad's oldest sister had a daughter before Taylor and a daughter after Taylor, so they grew up pretty close together, and it was nice to, for them to be able to gather with their children and and our generation Amen. too, and Amen. be able to be blessed to share him during the holidays because he doesn't it looks so far away. He doesn't get to spend much time. Amen.
2: With him. Well, Thanksgiving is a uh, it's especially the, I love everything about Thanksgiving. The the fact that it is a it is the only truly Christian slash American holiday there is and it is I'll be reading for you later in a sermon the uh, the proclamation the Thanksgiving proclamation that made it a national holiday President Lincoln and what inspired that uh, it's just an interest it's just one of the most blessed things that are in our country's history Uh, but what Thanksgiving does for all of us is allow us to wear our Christianity to wear our testimony in front of our family. Amen to that. Yeah. And uh, it's just it's like a, like a custom-designed day for it. It's just awesome. Gilbert, what's your praise, buddy?
7: Mine is a combination of praise and uh, thanks, also appreciation. Uh, you know, in reflecting on Thanksgiving, I realized, you know, I counted it somewhat the times that I've been here near death, facing death. Yeah. And uh, I have accounted seven times in my life. The last one was a couple of months back and one of the most impacting ones was in Chicago's outside when, and an assault, I was looking down a barrel of uh, gun and I could see the bullets and the barrel. <laughs> cool. And it was in my forehead, you know, and I go, wow. And I got assaulted, but you know, the Lord, Uh, let me go through that and uh, praise God because it's led me through about seven times of near-death experiences. Yeah.
2: Awesome. And that's pretty interesting that that those are seven that you saw.
7: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: The Lord uh, has saved our lives so many times that we didn't see. And the, the... terrible thing about that is that most of them we griped about.
7: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, when you know, you walk out the door and you get halfway out to where you're going and you reach down to, for your phone and it's not there.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and you're spitting and fussing and no telling what else. And you have to drive all the way back and go get your phone and get back out there. And you don't know about that. You don't know about that pileup. That you weren't in because God wouldn't let you be there at that particular point. Amen. But He is there for us when we're too dumb to know the difference, and loves us anyway. Just like Daryl kind of said that God spared his stupid self <laughs> earlier. Amen. Amen. See, there was. Go ahead, Gilbert.
7: I remember going past Alvin and on the way to work someplace out west I had to drive like ninety miles, forty five miles back and forty five miles again twice.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And we hate it when that kind of stuff happens unless we just happen to stop and realize that God makes all things work together for good to those that love Him and are the called according to His purpose. Amen. And here we are again. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Who else? Go ahead, Nona. Well, I
3: came here uh, for Thanksgiving and I made uh, candy and and wooden. I got through peeling the potatoes and I was turned on the garbage disposal to get rid of all the peels. It stopped up. But that didn't stop me. I went ahead and made the candy gams. I had run hot water through the garbage disposal and did everything I knew how to do. And in the meantime, I had run the dishwasher. Well, that fit, I thought it was going to run over the floor and fill the sink up. And uh, the other side of the sink, water would drain out. It was a garbage disposal. Me putting all those pills in there.
2: I'm trying to get rid of the evidence. Okay, I see.
3: <laughs> and so then I went down to the Sutherlands and I... Cause I didn't know what to do. I was getting ready to call Jerry. <laughs> and uh, he told me what to get uh, in, down at Sutherland's. And I did it, and now
2: it's unplugged and everything's running fine. Amen. 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 Does that ever happen to anybody else? Yeah,
0: potato <laughs> every time. Potato down
2: the That would do it. So you keep your praise
0: um my middle son matthew his favorite thanksgiving his holiday is thanksgiving and i vowed this year that i would not be stuck with ten thousand tons of leftovers and he volunteered to take a ball he said mom don't worry they'll be gone in a couple of days and they probably are pretty close to gone already he he says he loves food and he loves mom's cooking and so he got the best of everything well and um chocolate chip pecan pie
2: <laughs> if you want to get rid of leftovers, the way we did Thanksgiving this year worked. With. They, left, they all left when the kids left. Exactly. I
7: like
2: they brought Thanksgiving dinner. We didn't cook it. I should awesome. That was awesome. But then they took it all back, so. <laughs> so we
3: awesome. kept enough turkey for the day after
0: Thanksgiving turkey sandwich and some fruit salad that I made
2: for myself. So. Okay, all right. Who else? Anybody? Jerry.
4: Thanksgiving my first move this year on praise the Lord for it. Good all the
2: way around. Amen. Amen. There's Cecil. Come on in, brother. Glenn, what's your praise?
1: Uh, I want to thank Jesus, uh, for the, and also
6: Jamie for a wonderful Thanksgiving. There's no place else I could go for one, so I
1: really appreciated that. It good food and I
2: even got to bring it to go thing home. Amen. Amen. We started doing this. Uh, what did Jamie say, 17 years ago? Anyway, the reason that we started doing this was because we realized that there are people in our church that really don't have a place to go for Thanksgiving. They don't have a family get-together and uh, for, for tons of reasons. Some of them good reasons, some of them not so good reasons, but didn't, we don't really care. And that's why we started doing it. We're not ever there for the Thanksgiving celebration at church because we're going to be with our family. And we've got a pretty good-sized one family, so we're doing that. But uh, for every year, we do beg uh, to be excused, and we get in the car or truck or whatever we're in, and we come down here to say hello and share some greetings with the folks that are here. And we were able to do that, even though Lisa was still, it was her first field trip since surgery, so, but it worked out fine. And it was all good. We enjoyed all of it. Who else? Anybody? Brenda.
0: I just want to thank the Lord for Thanksgiving with my family. There was like 13 of us
2: there. Amen. And my nieces, and I got to see my grandbaby. Oh. There you go. They're just growing up so fast. My granddaughter turns a year old on the 12th of December. So it
0: doesn't seem like it's been that long. Oh wow,
2: that's beautiful. Well, we had a uh, couple of our grandbabies there, and uh, actually a couple of other extra kids that weren't our grandbabies, but that's okay. But uh, little Micah was there. Little six-month-old Micah. That little rascal. He thinks he's two. And uh, he is—he uh, was so much fun. What a blessing that was to get to hang out with him all day on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. So, anybody else? Other praises? Bob, go ahead. Uh, speaking of family, um, I was talking with my daughter and everything
5: uh, a little before Chris. Uh, a little before Thanksgiving, and, uh, uh, in the middle of Thanksgiving, a little after, um, my grandson, this uh, up-and-coming will probably be going to uh, the University of his choice, and uh, you know I'm I'm grateful for that. He's the kid is smart. He just that's I mean, that's not, but. Uh, He's not going to be going too far from home. As far as his uh, sister is, his sister's going to be uh, coming down through here to uh, Colorado. And he's just going to Indiana to Purdue. And I'm grateful for that.
2: Amen. Amen. Go ahead, Eva.
3: I'm just thankful to be back in the house of the Lord. Amen. I was really sick with the flu, and I didn't want to come around anyone and have something alive to happen around in the sanctuary, so I am just glad and thankful that the Lord gave me grace and
2: mercy to get back to where I needed to be. Amen. You you get sick, you let me know so we can pray for you. Church, why?
0: <laughs> 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 <Well, coughs>
2: sometimes you think we just know stuff like, like the gift of knowledge of the apostles, but I'm not an apostle. I don't have that. So, you have to you have to tell me, <laughs> Mary. Go ahead.
0: Yeah,
5: we know about her sickness because we pray for her in the prayer group. Okay. So After that prayer, we prayed for
2: her. Uh, well, that's. Tell me or Justin so we can get it on the list, on the text, Church, so it goes out church-wide.
3: I'm thankful for Mary because she always calls, and she always pray right then, and and I like that when, I, I like it when people say, I'm going to pray for you, and they take the time to pray right then, yeah. and because normally when you say you're going to pray for somebody, say, oh, I'm going to pray for you, and then they walk off then they forget, oh, I forgot I was going to pray for you or that's
7: yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. because we don't know what a day will bring forth. Exactly. May not ever get another chance to pray. So. Well, amen. All right. John chapter 5. And look, we wasted all that time praising Jesus and don't have a whole hour for our class time. We need to waste some time. I know. John chapter five. This is a passage in the scriptures that's really not like any other that I know about. This. this uh, so Jesus, uh, when we left off, Jesus had been to Samaria, and he'd gone through there on purpose on his way to Galilee. Galilee is a big area, which means he's going to be in several places in Galilee. And uh, the second miracle that we know about has happened now. Uh, It says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, uh, I've been scolded about not getting our map up in here yet. And I'm still guilty. I need to get put it right there. But we want a bigger one that I can find, and I can't. Anyway, we may just have to go with a smaller one. But uh, anyway, it says Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, Galilee is up there on the map, and Jerusalem is down here on the map. You can see that map, right? Yeah. It's my imaginary map. So, how did Jesus go up to Jerusalem? He must
4: have been traveling through Samaria
2: yeah but that he was going south to go to Jerusalem from Galilee you got to go south so must be talking about elevation instead of direction so anyway he went up to Jerusalem now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in Hebrew tongue the Hebrew tongue Bethesda having five porches on one of the trips to Israel We went to this particular location. Now, it has been built over several times since the days of Jesus, but the spot's still there. And there's no pool there today, but there was a pool there at this time. And what we're we're about to read is said to be, it's not in all the manuscripts or it's not in all of the most reliable manuscripts. Well, let me point out to you that this is from the Texas Receptus, which is one of the manuscripts. And it is the most of reliable. And I'll take the time to try to prove all that. And it's in this manuscript. So this is something that is one of those things that somebody might say, well, I I don't believe that really happened, but if it's in here, it really happened. There is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these, in these porches, lay a great multitude of impotent folk, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Now if you look up troubled, it means they stirred the water. Whoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. So do you really believe that? Uh, well, if it wasn't in the Bible, I wouldn't, but since it is, I do. It's that simple. And, I mean, for there to be at Jerusalem, uh, a pool, a particular pool that, that, that an angel came to, you would think this would be happening every year at a certain time. certain season indicates that's probably the case. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool. And troubled the water. Whosoever then, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity, thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie, and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me in the pool, but while I am coming another stepped down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed and walked, and on the same day was the Sabbath. We'll stop there at verse 9. Did Jesus forget that it was the Sabbath? No, no, you didn't. Did Jesus know that this man carrying his bed would be a violation of the Old Testament's law of the Sabbath? Yeah, he did. And Jesus told him, rise, take up thy bed and walk. Now I remember when the Lord told Peter to do something that was a a violation of the Old Testament law. you remember what it was?
0: Yep. Kill and
2: eat. Kill and eat. And that wasn't the only thing. The Lord told him in the dream to rise, kill and eat and none of those critters on that sheet were uh, considered clean. Uh, he also told him to go keep company with a man which was not a Jew and Peter said what Peter say he said oh Lord, no Lord nothing unclean has ever touched my lips this man here he'd been unable to walk for 38 years did he say Lord I, I can't do that. I can't take my bed it's the Sabbath no <laughs> no. no he didn't here you you got a crippled man with more sense than an apostle (laughs) it's amazing what having a problem for a long time will do for you it's Jerry Pastor something I find kind of odd
4: about this this whole passage correct me if I'm wrong here this seems like the only place that I recall in scripture where you have something that is angelic that is fixed in one place. You know, angels show up here or there. Yeah. The the if you got something in a fixed place that is basically angelic, for lack of a better word. I mean, the, the angels come down, in trouble the water, yeah. and go in there and get healed.
2: Well, that's what I said. This this passage is really not like any other passage in scriptures that I can think of or know about. I mean, this is it's, it's just unique. Yeah. I mean, the Lord usually doesn't send angels to do this sort of thing. But it does happen. Can you tell me where else in the scriptures it happened? Uh,
4: Jesus, when Satan was tempted, angels got sent to strengthen.
2: Okay. Any others?
1: Mary. An angel went to Mary. Mary, yeah. And he was thinking about putting her away, and the angel said no.
2: The one that comes to mind for me immediately is is Jesus in the garden. Yeah. He's agonizing, such agony that in, anxiety is is just destroying him. He's bleeding from the pores of his skin. And the Bible says that God sent an angel strengthening him.
1: Who was it with the angel uh, all night? Jacob?
2: Yeah, Jacob. Bless me. Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews, therefore, I, I realize that it's Really easy for the Jews to to get a horrible reputation, even from the Scriptures. And I realize how easy it is for some people to to practice anti-Semitism. Do you ever wonder what anti-Semitic is? Where, where did that word come from?
7: Anti-Israel, the Jews.
2: Okay, but where'd the word come from?
7: I'm
5: thinking Greek.
2: No, no. Anti-Semitism is, uh, comes from Noah, his sons. He had three sons. What were their names? Shem, Shem and Ham. Shem, or Sim is pronounced. Ham and Japheth. Japheth is the originator, the father of what people?
1: Gentiles.
2: Gentiles. Primarily uh, white Gentiles. Ham is the originator, the progenitor of most, the best we can tell, uh, black the black races. You're not black because you got a sunburn or t- a tan. You're black because of your ancestry. Nothing wrong with being a Gentile, nothing wrong with being black. Who did sim originate? The Jews. The Jews. Anti-Semitism means prejudice against the descendants of sim. That's the Jews. Nobody but the Jews. So that's where the word came from. And you've heard it your whole life. And you've probably known what it means that people hating Jews but that's where it comes from and it's very it's a very accurate word actually. Go ahead, Jerry. I
4: want to inject something in that real quick. Uh, I have only speaked from my own personal experience. I've been around very few Orthodox Jews in my life. Almost every one of them treated me like a dog, exactly like what the scripture said. Yeah. Just about every one of them. Yeah. You know, look no don't get me wrong, I'm not mad about it, I can take it, I don't care. But at some when I learned in the scripture that actually if they're doing anything racist to me, that really didn't me after that. I was like, Oh that's <laughs> that's completely
2: out of my yeah. control that's the whole motivation for Paul writing the book of Romans yeah. the Jews were treating the Gentiles in the church in Rome like dogs yeah. and uh, Paul uh, flatly put a stop to it Or uh, I don't know if he put a stop to it but he sure told them what it was in no uncertain terms he said you're all under sin
1: yeah, they were wanting them to succumb to the, all those rules that they made
2: up in addition to... I don't know about the rule situation. I know that are we better... Paul asked the question to the Jews in the church. He said, are we better than they? No. In no wise. It's, what's in no wise mean? No way. No way. Not in any way. There is in any way in which you're better. He said there is one way that you're better off. And that's because that the oracles or the Word of God was delivered to you first. And that does make them special. And you'd feel special too. And you should. And they are, quote, God's chosen people. They are. But you are a chosen people too. And you are also spiritually a Jew. This is Romans chapter 2, just before Paul chews them out and sets them straight. He says, For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you. And he's talking to the Jews in the church at Rome. Through you. As it is written, For circumcision verily profiteth if thou keep the law. But if thou be a breaker of the law, thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, which shall uh, shall not his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? And shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee who by the letter and circumcision does transgress the law? And then here's here's the conclusion of the matter. For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, Neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew which is one inwardly and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter whose praise is not of men, but of God. So, who's a Jew? I am. Unlike the physical Jews who will be Jews until they die. I will be one forever. Amen. The family that I was born again into, if you're going to be born it has to be into a family was Jewish. He is Jewish. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bob, go ahead.
5: I'm I'm not I'm not sure on this. And, and this is one of those, if I'm wrong, and you can, you can talk to me about it real quick. But I had a, a pastor one time uh, give an interesting uh, commentary on adoption. Now, we're adopted into the family of Christ. He said, now, he, he did say he didn't know by any other states, but by the state of Kentucky, but uh, if you adopt a child and you're, uh, you have other offspring, you know, of your own flesh, you can cancel them out of a will, but you cannot cancel the adopted child out.
2: That's true. And no, no.
5: the child and, and put them out.
2: And I've, I've heard that parallel before. Okay. But uh, if you want to really understand adoption, it's pretty simple. When you got saved, do you remember when you got saved? Yeah, I
5: remember
2: when I got Did the Lord save your spirit or did he save your flesh?
5: He saved
2: the spirit. Was your spirit born into God's family or was it adopted? Well, Jesus, Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What's going to enter the kingdom of God, your spirit or your flesh? Your spirit. Your spirit is not adopted. Your spirit is born into the family of God. So what about your flesh? Because your spirit is part of God's family, your flesh is adopted so they don't have to be separated yet.
5: I'm glad I brought that.
2: When is the spirit separated? First death. Death. Yeah. I'm glad that you. Or I am both born into God's family and adopted into God's family. The part What you see is adopted. What you can't see... So
5: the physical is adoption, but the birth is spiritual. That's it. Okay.
2: You got it. That wasn't that complex, was it? No, no. It's really not hard to understand if you just kind of look at how things work. The Jews, I like to be reminded and to remind people when they start bad-mouthing the Jews and when they start, well, the Jews killed Jesus and, uh, excuse me, but I killed Jesus.
1: Yeah. Amen.
2: You did too. Amen.
7: Go ahead. In the gospel it expresses that when he was being crucified, the veil was torn in the temple. Yeah. <coughs> Symbolically, there was tearing down. And adaptation of the Gentiles.
2: Yeah, the middle wall of partition removed. The Jews, and and let me just remind you of this: every single member, including the pastor, of the very first church there ever was. Every single one was a Jew. wasn't a Gentile in them. They were all Jews, 100 percent. What do we owe that first church in Jerusalem? Pretty much. I mean I'm telling you it's what we, the debt we owe to that first church and the ones that they that they generated We're, we're one of them. We are way down the line. How many great 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 grandchild are we? But we are one of the great grandchildren, Darian and. Him.
4: I never thought about it before, but the, the, uh, the apostles, they all, well, yeah, they would have gone to synagogue before they went to the church. They yeah. actually had to basically leave synagogue and become part of the church. Of
2: the yeah. Church. Well, they actually uh, went to synagogue and then the next day they met to break <laughs> bread, observe the Lord's Supper, and worship Jesus. Why did they do that?
1: Well, because the synagogue was on the
2: Sabbath, Sabbath. Sabbath, and but why did they why did they meet together to worship on Sunday? Because the 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 they're celebrating the resurrection. That's right. That's, there are three ordinances in this church, <laughs> all given to us by the Lord to practice. Uh, one of them is what? Baptism. Baptism. That's an ordinance of the church. We baptize, saved people, and the Lord's Supper.
1: And then, Sunday, first day of week.
2: And then the, the ordinance, most people don't call it an ordinance. They say there's two ordinances in the church, but there's really three. The third one is the fact that we worship on the first day of the week. We don't worship on the Sabbath. Well, there are some people call themselves Christians who do, but they also preach works for salvation. So I'll, give you, I'll let you figure out if they're a real church or not. There's no such thing as a real church that preaches works for salvation. I mean, if there's one thing that you could violate that would disqualify you from being a real church, that would have to be it. There's probably some other things too, but that one definitely would do the job. And and those three ordinances are amazing because they preach with object lessons. They preach the gospel the Lord's Supper t- is a, talks about primarily his death. Baptism is about primarily his burial, the, the pictured. And the first day of the week is, pictures his resurrection. Hallelujah. How cool is that? Hallelujah. There's no verse in the scripture that puts that together for us. It's something you just see if you're studying your Bible. It's there. It's, and, and it's just cool.